When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi. Get out. Don't wait till it's over. All right, I got to get my forehead's playing. Get my mind right for this podcast. Now I got to worry about copyright because that's the homie. Trey Voorhees PS1995 album 1995 probably should say that instead huh? I just realized my homie was on YouTube Music so I've been playing even on my playlist and shit let's do it for a minute Let's get it out. Cooling out. Introverted. Yeah. Stay inside, cause outside ain't perfect. Oh, kids out there, they ain't worth it. Even if my house was on fire burning, I sit around and get high in this motherfucker. Fuck around and just die in this motherfucker. I got too much pride. It ain't that I wanna hide. It's just I wouldn't ride for these other suckers. Lie uh, with the motherfuckers either. No. They wanna diss me, I'm coming with the E. Nah, I still mad at cover on my t-shirt. Seventh grade band geek, mafia, rebirth. Through the motherfucking quiet. Never knew I turned this music shit into a job. It's the homie room. You know, so look. Me, if I had my own studio, he says it's a facade. Get out, don't wait Alright, I got you for you. They're gonna hear you again in a couple seconds anyway, because it's just me. PJ actually hit me up. I hit him up. I was like, hey, uh, you able to come record this weekend? He's like, nah, you know, he's hanging with his mom. Just they taking her around doing their things. So I was like, all right, cool. Then he hit me up today and was like, yeah, I won't be able to record because I'm about to go do a show somewhere. I forget where he says near Cincinnati or Cleveland. So he might be doing a show somewhere right now. So I have to wait and ho- uh, holler back at him because I had a plan for a movie we were going to watch. And when I showed it to him, he got hype. So it might be what we do next time we come by. I bought a 4K Criterion of one of my favorite movies. Not going to spoil it for you, but if you follow Criterion, you probably don't know what the fuck it is. But that might be coming up next. But this week, it's just me. And I was just in the mood to go search the Maverick database. I was on their Facebook page. I was seeing, you know, movies that that's, oh, just came out, new joints they released. And I, I just wanted to watch some black movie. You know, I had the last two weeks of Jean-Claude Van Damme. I was like, let's see some block. So I went to Maverick. And um, I didn't watch this alone. I did watch this with somebody. She didn't want to be on the podcast. But... I have her score and everything, and I have a little counter that she gave me. So, and I gave, I did, I hit her with the Brendan technique. I was like, all right, I give you three trailers, pick whichever one you want to watch, and this, and this is what she picked. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So again, you just heard him, but you're gonna hear me again. So Voorhees, hit him with the intro. Stay tuned. Video hustle, home 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 video hust
What's going on, everybody? This is Brent, and as you heard, this is the Home Video Hustle, where we hustle, motherfucking hustle. You can't even get down on the t-shirt right now if you want it. <laughs> Episode 258. The movie that was picked is called Making Moves, a Maverick movie from 2022. So this is new hot shit, hot shit, fire for that ass, hour and 51 minutes long. Now, since this is brand new and straight to video pretty much, or Tubi, whatever, I watched it on Tubi. There ain't no numbers. There ain't no IMDB score. There's not even IMDB, IMDB posting that I could find for it. And I didn't even see her. I didn't look at Rotten Tomatoes because I figured if it didn't have IMDB, it probably wouldn't have Rotten Tomatoes. But fuck it. You know, why are we here? You might as well fucking check and see. Because I have been surprised before. Would you load, motherfucker? Oh, I, I mean, help if I can spell it right now. Oh, shit, it's actually on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, uh, it, it is on Rotten Tomatoes, but it has no scores. So I went over to Letterboxd. And I was like, you know, hey, you know, when I went, when I did a block burner, there were a couple of reviews on Letterboxd. Let's get a score on the anal score there. This shit is so new that nobody has even reviewed it yet. So I will be the first, apparently. Making Moves was directed by, okay, this is kind of weird because on Letterboxd has one name, but on the actual Maverick website, it has three. So I'll just say all three since, you know, it's put out there by Maverick. So they know more about shit than I do. So it was directed by Nuri Boswell, Michael Buxton, and Jerry Talbert. And it's starring Epiphany Dandridge, Rodney, Bud Parks, Michael Buxton, Roger Jackson Jr., Jerry Talbert, Jermont Ward, and Ebony Mayberry. A lot of names. <laughs> I think that's one of the most like names I've ever written now. But I, I want to get everybody with starring. Now, folks, <laughs> the fun part of this is that this, is, this goes into the category of movies that I like to call random hood shit. Because a lot of my notes are going to sound like random hood shit. And guess what? A lot of shit that happens in this movie isn't random hood shit. But it's entertaining. Sometimes it can be entertaining. Sometimes it can be a little bit dull. And I will say, slight spoiler, this movie should not have been an hour and 51 minutes. That's slight spoiler. I ain't gonna say no more now. We're gonna go through the movie. I'm gonna talk you through it as much as I can because there's some shit I couldn't quite follow. And even to the point where I laughed my ass off because I had this on Tubi and me and her both had the subtitles on. And there were times where the subtitles just says like crosstalk or inaudible or it just had the completely wrong fucking words. So whoever did the subtitles didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Hilarious. Watch it with the subtitles. Somebody told me before it's kind of like that when you watch our videos on YouTube. Uh, I think, who was that? Was it Nathan? From what were they thinking podcast? Might have been like, yo, the funniest shit is when you watch Home Video Hustle videos with the subtitles on. Because, you know, YouTube does the automatic ones that make them as it goes along. The AI shits. And I watched it and it butchers our shit like immensely. It's hilarious. If you haven't done that before, go check it out. It's funny as fuck. And I also had to keep a counter with this movie because she told me to like make a note every time she did it. So there's a, a dozed off counter. And there were two, two times that she dozed off watching this movie. So which is not too bad. There's been times where dozed off meters have gone up to like almost damn near 10. Now, I remember Lord of the Rings. That was almost double digits when me and PJ were falling asleep on that shit. So two ain't too bad. But if there was a confusion meter, it would have been high. So fuck it, let's get on into it. So, making moves. Starts out with dice games and voiceovers. That's the first note. 
You find out that the main character's name is Bucks. And he says later on in the movie that he's called that because that's his last name. I don't know if that was a joke or if that was real. I don't know, but that's why he's called Bucks. And he gives no fucks because he's running shit in the city. Is this Jew that he's talking to? There's a guy named Jew, Juju. And I think it might have been him, maybe. I don't remember no more. Fuck, man. But he's sitting in the car with somebody. He's like, basically, it's time to make some moves. So they run up on the dudes in the dice game. The homie Jew, if that's him. Pulls out the motherfucking Uzi. And actually, I wrote my notes. He Uzi whipped somebody. Because he didn't, he had a pistol. But he Uzi whipped this motherfucker. And then that leads into the titles. So I was excited. I'm like, okay, we got Uzi whipping. I'm all in this shit already. Cuts after the credits. They go into the corner store. Buying the crystal at the corner store. Which is not crazy. Like, there's definitely spots around the way. Where you can go into a little corner store. You can get your whole outfit. Get your shells. And get some motherfucking crystal. Or Hennessy's usually. And crystal... I personally, yeah, I don't, I've never had Crystal. I've never really, I don't know, Crystal just, nah, I don't know, but even Hennessy, like, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just not a connoisseur of the right liquors, but I know, like, Hennessy is usually, like, the stereotypical black liquor. And I never, I've never really cared much for Hennessy. I've tried it multiple times. Like, me and PJ, of course, have drank it on this podcast before. I just never got into it. Like, usually, you know, me and PJ, I usually go for the Crown or the Jack Daniels and shit. Our PJ loves his E&J because that's in our price range, but, and he gets us drunk. But I guess, I mean, we've upgraded from fucking, like, uh, the crumb snatcher and, uh, what the fuck else we used to drink back in the day? Crumb snatcher and ice house beer and all that shit. Like, at least we upgraded to Crown Royal and Jack Daniels. But Hennessy, I don't know. Even, I mean, Ciroc is cool, actually. I did like Ciroc. That's going back to the six-hour episode when me and PJ got turbo drunk on my birthday and did six hours of podcasting, like... That shit was fine, but Hennessy, I don't know. Maybe I need to go back and try it again, but Hennessy has never been my go-to. I know everybody love that shit. That's like, you know, or Cavassier. I've never had Cavassier. I've almost bought it once, though. I think I... No, it was next to the Cavassier, I think. There's a shit called Mukow. M-U-K-O-W, I think it's how it's spelled. That wasn't bad. I had a Black Panther on the bottle, so I had to buy it just to see how it tastes, and it was actually not bad. Never had Cristal. Hennessy is... Man, it was all right. The homie Bucks is at a barbershop. Talking to his boo on the phone, which I didn't think about this. There should have been a boo counter in this motherfucking movie. Because I don't know who this chick was, but your man's bucks is going to go through several women in this movie. I, I should have kept a counter. If I'm off the top of my memory, I want to say it's one, two, three. Maybe four? Three for show? He get a sex scene with one. That's one thing I told her when we was watching the movie. I said, hood movie rules. There's going to be three things in this movie. I don't even have to have seen it before, but I know it's coming. There's going to be, well, one of them you kind of got a little baby version of, but not to the effect of usual. But you're going to get the, the, you know, making the drugs montage. You're going to get a strip club scene and you're going to get a, a sex scene. Those are always the three things you're going to get. In this one, you actually got multiple strip club scenes, multiple sex scenes, but only the drug shit only happens like once. And it's really just them rolling up. They're not really prepared. They're not like cooking up the crack and everything, like trap life and everything, like block burner and shit. But you're always going to get that's. I'm shocked it didn't start with the strip club. You A lot of them start with the strip club. This one took a long time to get to it. This one took a while to get to a lot of shit. Again, uh, no spoilers. But <laughs> I was shocked it didn't start with the strip club. Like there's, um, oh, what's the name of that movie? Fuck, it's not state property. What we do the freeway movie, like that's always one of the first ones that come to my mind. Cause that one, I, I, if I remember right, has a strip club scene right in the fucking opening credits. And I think State Property One does too. Even like as Rockefeller, they knew they knew the fucking stereotypes. You know, get the goddamn strip club in there immediately, so we can get everything else popping. But I'll talk about that later. Like I said, strip clubs come later. So he's calling his boo at the barbershop. There's a random ass cop that's just robbing the fucking dealers and shit and the boys out on the street. 
Oh, is it here? He he says a line that made me burst out laughing at one point. Oh no, it's later. But I fuck it, I'll say it now because I fuck around. I always do this. I'll be like, oh, I'll say you later and then I forget. So I'm just saying now. Like when he robs somebody later on, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's the new cops and robbers. I'm the cop and the robber. And I don't know why I just die. I laughed at that. A drug deal happens. And I guess it goes well because you get the little one month later and you get a montage. And you know, your boy Bucks is talking about, you know, hey, yeah, you know, everything good, man. We making this money. You see all the, the, the business is good, basically. And I did make a note here that, um, Usually, in a lot of these movies, of course, you get like the little local rappers or the little mixtape shits, and sometimes it's very hit or miss. Very fucking hit or miss. A lot more hits in this movie than I expected. I actually liked a few of these songs, and I wrote a note here that said, good song. Oh, this scene right here is fun. Next up, straight up, just Boost Mobile. We all up in the Boost Mobile. I don't. That's the thing. I think is a lot of times this shit can get away with because the movies are so low-key, like underground on Tubi type things that Boost Mobile probably don't give a fuck. But, you know, if you watch, like, a lot of big Hollywood movies, they always got to cover up their product uh, logo and shit. Like, you'll see, like, or even if you watch, like, old hip-hop videos, you see, like, the Nike or the Adidas logo blurred out or and fucking Friday, like, the milk carton is, like, taped over with different lettering and shit like that. Here, they don't give a fuck. It's gorilla-ass filmmaking right here. Like, I don't know if you was cool with somebody at Boost Mobile, paid them off a little bit, like, hey, let's film here for, like, 20 minutes or something. But they up in this bitch. And the homie Bucks goes up in there, and it looks like he had an iPhone. And I said this on the phone. And I was saying this when we were watching the movie, but I'm like, everybody I know that has an iPhone, that shit's cracked. Or in the front or the back, or both. And when he pulls out his iPhone, he's talking about, yeah, man, you know, my screen is busted or some shit like that. And the screen is fine. Like, the screen, I remember when when the screen came on, it looked fine, but there was a crack on the back. And I'm like, see, damn it, it's always a crack on this motherfucker. And the girl's like, oh, you know, we got these new iPhones and all this shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, I want all that. And she like, nigga, please, bro. That's like 10 stacks right here. You ain't got that, man. Don't waste my fucking time. And then she just walks over to the accessories and just kind of stands there. And girl even, she was like, why the fuck did she just walk to the accessories? I was like, maybe that's her way of saying, like, get the fuck away from me. I'm just going to walk away. But then he follows her. And see, okay, this may be controversial opinions. Or maybe people be like, oh, you know, that's just that old light-skinned nigga think he ain't got to do what he can just have any girl he want. It ain't nothing like that. It's just for real, fellas. Like, watching this... Hold on. Can I pull this shit up? I do have Tubi on my phone, don't I? I don't? Oh, hold on. No, no, no. I got to find this scene because we're going to break this shit on down. Oh, hold on. Okay, I'm at the scene, but let me just go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. Okay, here we go. I'm going to let it play out. I'm going to just say in advance just to get the setup. It's just like... I don't know. I know... Maybe it's one of those things where it's like, maybe I just give up too easily. Maybe I'm just not a bugaboo like that, but I'm not, I don't, it just feels too much like begging after a certain point. And I guess maybe I'm too proud to beg, I guess, because I just ain't doing all this shit. But if I'm trying to holler at a girl, first couple lines don't work out, I'm done, bro. Like, I'm not about to fucking beg you for this shit. I mean, motherfuckers is out here. I'm not about to, again, maybe that's just me. I don't fucking know. But <laughs> the way that this shit played out right here, it was just, I was watching it. And I was just like watching it with my fucking fingers or my hands or my face, just like, oh my God, bro, stop. It's, it's, it gets to a point where it's like embarrassing because I've seen this in real life. And of course, this is a movie, so it didn't play out how it played out in real life. Well, there's another character in the scene where it plays out more realistically. But when I've seen dudes do this in real life, it never has ended very well. Very rarely has it ended the way that this scene ends. But like I said, maybe that's just, oh, maybe they didn't have enough game or maybe this or maybe that. I don't fucking know. But this shit right here, I was just watching it just with my head and I'm like, oh, my God, stop, 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 dude. It's embarrassing. But maybe I'm just tripping. I want y'all to listen to this or even go up on Tubi and type in making moves and watch the scene. What is the time stamp? It's a 17 minutes. 
but I'm gonna play it here. So let me know. Maybe I'm tripping. Yeah, he is. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're working too hard. Calm down. This is my job. I know that, but um, yeah, I'll let you for a minute. boy, I, I don't got time for this. You ain't got time for what? Oh, calm. Your boss ain't gonna mind. Let me just come talk to you for a second. I am at work. I know that. Damn, I heard something bad about me or something. You know what I'm saying? Can I highlight you? I mean, something? Damn. Can I just talk to you for a minute? I am at work. I know you at work. I'm just trying to highlight you for a second, though. No. Please. For what? I just want to highlight you for a second, you know what I'm saying? Get to know you. Come on. Damn. Somebody made you mad today. No, you just bothering me and I'm at work. Damn, I know that. Can you have a seat? Ladies first. So, so how you doing? I wouldn't even have got this I'm far, honestly. How you doing? I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? What you got up for today? Work. Work? Go home. How many more hours you got left at work? I got four. Four more hours? Mm -hmm. So look, let me take care of that. Tell your boss, make up some, tell him anything. Get up out of here. Let me take you downtown, take you out to lunch for your last four hours. I handle that. I make sure you get paid you good. I need my money here. I'm going to make sure you get that money. Don't worry about it. Highlight your boss or I'll highlight him. You know what I'm saying? Tell him anything. But let me just get to know you. You know what I'm saying? Let's go have some fun. Just because you keep bothering me, I will. All right, sweetie. Thank you. I'll be waiting. Okay. I'm going to watch some soccer. I got a question. Yeah. Can I please get off today? Early? Just today. I barely missed work. Please. For what? What do you need to get off work early for? I got a family emergency. Really? Please. Your emergency is to get with that nigga and all that money he has. Now you know I'm not worried about no nigga. I just want to get off early today. I have an emergency. It's a business. But go ahead. I, I ain't gonna block you. What's thank you. Buy a case or something? Maybe. Can I buy you a case? Can I buy you all of them? I can afford it. I don't care about what you can afford. Money don't excite me. What excites you? Loyalty, can you do that? <laughs> it ain't much I can't do. Well, you don't have to be, show me more than you can tell me. I ain't get your name yet. That's because I didn't give it to you. That's because all you've been giving me is attitude. <laughs> I mean, you don't know me, so what do you expect? I'm trying to get to know you. Hey, bro. That ain't gonna happen. Bro, let's slide, bro. Yeah, take him with you. <laughs> what do he do? He ain't even my type. Man, shit, you better get her, man. She on rain gear, man. She dope. Buy rain gear. See, like, yeah, the way that second part played out, that's pretty much how that shit usually plays out every time I've ever seen it before. But whatever. They go on their date. I'm pretty sure. Oh, what was the line? Fuck. There was a line that girlie took umbrage with when we were watching the movie. Because, it's like, they're, oh, that's what it was. They're, uh, like, holding hands and shit as they're walking over a little bridge or something. And she was like, oh, my God, you barely know this nigga. Y'all holding hands already? <laughs> that's our first time. So I wouldn't even have noticed that shit. I thought there was certain things she pointed out. I'm glad she watched it with me. Because I wouldn't even have noticed something like that. Or there's a scene later on when they're, he's, like, leaned up against the little fence post or something. And she's, like, kind of leaned up in his lap and shit. And I think she says something like, oh, it's one of your other girls or some shit like that. Are you, are you taking? Are you with somebody? And she was like, girl, you all up on him and you don't even know if he with somebody or not. It's like, it's shit like that I wouldn't even pay attention to. But during the date, they run up on some dudes and I don't know what the fuck happened, honestly. I don't, there's, a, like I said, just random hood shit. They're talking hood shit that I don't understand because it seemingly has nothing to do with the plot. Maybe it did, but if it did, I didn't get any of them connections. So fuck it, we move on. 
Yeah, my ne- well, shit. Move on to the similar shit because the next scene, I got his barbershop rambling. And if I recall right, this is reintroduced to the pimp. Never got his name, so we're just going to call him the pimp. But not Pimp C, rest in peace. But he's in there talking, just doing random pimp talk. I don't remember what the fuck he was talking about. Fuck, I, I thought I did, but now I'm trying to think. I don't remember. He introduced to he got his little girl. He got three girlies that he with, though, that will actually play into the movie later. But you're just introduced to him. That's all he does. Don't worry about it. He just, it's fine. Club scene. And I was like, okay, it's not a strip club. I was like, I'm, I'm still waiting on the strip club scene. And then I kind of got it. It's not a strip club, but we got a strip bus. Party bus with strippers on it. And I think it was girly that was like, yo, <laughs> so she called them the mom strippers, I think. And I was rolling. <laughs> and when she said that, I couldn't like unsee it. I just imagine like somebody watches this movie and be like, damn, mom, what you doing? <laughs> mom on there shaking that ass. And uh, oh, I remember this. I might have to play this clip too. Because the guy I just told you about the pimp that got introduced. Um, I think Bucks is talking to him. He's like, man, look, she... Shaking that ass real well, man. You need to go add her to the lineup. And then the pimp goes over there trying to talk to her and fails fucking miserably. He is like n- super non-pimping. I got, nope, I'm finding that clip now. Give me one second, y'all. Oh, and as, as I'm talking about this, like we're 24 minutes this episode. That, I'm already like t- almost 30 minutes into the movie. I see a lot of ass shaking. Oh, I guess I can say that now too because I don't know what the fuck even happened there. But interspersed with the, the strip bus, there's a guy that's creeping around somebody house and he goes in the back and takes some money from out back of the house maybe i need to rewatch that scene while this is playing because i don't remember who the fuck that even was okay i think i found it okay here we go yep shit man staying out the motherfucking way but i'm in i'm in pursuit for a new prostitute though you know what i'm talking about definitely gotta get to that motherfucking money my nigga I don't know if the lip sync is off or my phone was off, but man, that was super not Damn, matching baby, the vocals. I see you shaking that money makers. That motherfucker bringing the bag in. I'm bringing in more than the bag. Yeah, I see you got a whole lot of future behind you, baby. Now he stole my line. Want to get down with some of this motherfucker pimping, though? Yeah, what is that pimping bring to me? Listen, I'm gonna give you a motherfucker proposition. You need to make your next move be your best move. Because you see, I'm out here making moves. Yeah, I need to see a lot of money the more than I'm doing because I'm about that life. You got to try me before you deny me, baby. I like that line. Yeah, I see you, but you got to prove more than that. Yeah. Denied! <laughs> I was like, damn, come on, man. You can't introduce the pimp doing the pimp talking and show him fell fucking miserably at being the pimp. Come on now. But he stole my line. I didn't hear that the first time. It's a true quick story for you. Uh, me and PJ are assholes. Oh, <laughs> uh, me in high school. Uh, uh, actually, I started it in middle school, but we used to <laughs> go up to girls all the time. They, I mean, they didn't catch on to it like, at the time, but now I'm sure they would. But we go up to girls and talk to them, like, yeah, man, you got a nice future behind you, I see. And they were like, oh, thank you. And they were just straight talking about her ass, and she don't even know it. It used to be the funniest shit. Or we, <laughs> we used to always call girls trollops and shit. And they, because they didn't know what the fuck that meant. And I remember one time, girl was like, oh, what's that mean? I was like, oh, it means, you know, you like a beautiful flower, a little trollop. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. And me and PJ are fucking dying. 
in the background because they don't know what the hell we're talking about. And they're making the unfortunate mistake of believing what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> oh, good times in high school. Man, we were assholes. <laughs> oh, shit. But man, the strip bus. There's always, oh, yeah, that was my next note. Yeah, the guy's creeping and grabbing the money. Let me play this and see if I recognize this nigga or not. Hold on. Is this that scene right here, I think? Oh, damn it. No, it's cutting back. All right. Okay, who is this? Go back to his face. Who is this? He got a hood up and I can't really see because it's kind of dark and shit. Is that the dude that got tortured, maybe? Maybe it was. I don't fucking know, but there's a bunch of people that get introduced and then like never come back. Oh, like that girl I was telling y'all about. Like that he met at Boost Mobile and shit. I don't think she ever comes back. Like I was thinking that she's going to be like his main girl. And because I told it, I told Gurley I watched it. Well, I'm like, there's gonna be drama. Like it's it's gonna be something where he's gonna start talking to us another girl, and they're gonna start fighting. And he does start talking to another girl, but the other girl is never to be seen again. So I don't. What was the purpose of that scene? I don't fucking know to show that he can pull girlies. I don't know. Like I said, I said in the beginning, the movie should be making moves with the subtitle "Random Hood Shit" because that's what's happening. This random hood shit. Introduced to Gino. Well, he's basically supposed to be like, I guess he's like the crazy shooter because he's he gets a whole little backstory even because you go back to uh, the West Side in 2008 and you find out that he got beef with some Haitians because they got into a big shootout. And I laugh so hard because one of the dudes that gets out, I think they're in his squad. One of the dudes that gets out is dressed just like Ezel from Friday. And that it had to be intentional. I swear it had to be intentional because we go back, watch this scene. When dude gets out the car, he's got on a tight white shirt. And he's even got the fucking hat tilted to the exact same position that Ezel's had in Friday. That had to be done on purpose. And if it wasn't, that's insane. But I was like, Ezel then got off the crack and then got with the hood shit. And he got a lot buffer and taller, too. But it was Ezel. <laughs> but yeah, they get to a shootout. Gino survives, but he ends up killing a couple of Haitians. So now they got beef. That's all you need to know. And then your boy Bucks gets mad because that somebody out there tricking on his money. Because he's like, oh, he tricking on my 60K? So, like, I'm thinking, okay, was it 60K what just got taken out that backyard? But that one didn't look like it was 60K. And then they say something later about, you know, 2000 or something. I'm like, that could be 2000. I don't know what the fuck is up with this 60K shit. I never caught what the fuck was going on with that. But whatever, because we're going to the hot tub now. The pimp is in the hot tub with two of his girls. And I think this is the scene where I, I fucking died laughing because, oh, they're talking to... I think he gets a call. He gets a little mission to go on and the girl is talking and the phone starts ringing. No, I'm sorry because the phone ain't ringing. They're talking about something. Like, I guess he's talking about like their money and what they've been doing. And his phone starts going off. And uh, and she, she keeps talking. And so at one point he just cuts off. He's like, hey, yo, answer my phone, bitch. I don't know. I laughed so fucking hard because I didn't expect that. It reminded me of American Pimp when your boy Ken Red was in the barber chair and he was talking. He's like, oh, this is my bitch right now. And he asked the phone. He's like, hey, bitch. Like... <laughs> That shit always makes me laugh. We're going to do American Pit one day and make a, it probably piss off a lot of people because we're going to be laughing so much during that episode. I'm sorry. That's why we ain't done it yet. I'm like, we're gonna, people will be mad. But that shit is hilarious to me. I'm sorry. But um, hood clothing store. It's funny because they go to like the little store in the hood to sell all the clothes and all the nice shit and everything. There's a place like that here. It's called New York Fashions. And when they showed it on the inside, it I fucked me up because it looked just like it. I was like, oh, sure, they're in New York. Fa-. Like, I had to look. I'm like, no, that's not it. Because I'm pretty sure this movie is filmed in Michigan. Because I've seen a couple of things. That, I think I saw Michigan plates. I saw, like, Grand Rapids something on a trash can. 
I heard some about Michigan State. So I think that's where they at. And so technically, I guess they got beef with us because our OSU and Michigan always clashing with each other. Like when them games come up, like they always be like doing anything the where they put the X on the M or they'll say, you know, we got to beat that team over there or whatever the fuck they be saying. Like, I don't, I don't want to follow football like that. So I'm just going by what I see in here. But and it's funny because my dad, diehard OSU fan, always has been. My brother and these two are they're like huge football fans, but my brother hates OSU. Or he did, I think. I don't know if he does this like he used to, but when he was younger, he hated OSU, but he loves Michigan State. So it's like, that's always the beef. Well, I guess when they have the game, it doesn't matter because Michigan and Michigan State are different. But and this is football. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm a sports. Only sp- you already know the sports I like are ones where people get beat up. And football don't even let you crack motherfuckers no more. I guess with good reason because of, you know, the CTE shit and all that. But back when, like, NFL blitz type shit was going on, like, I watched that shit was a kill with my dad all the time. Like, I, I, was, I always... Um, Oh, no, that was NBA. Um, yeah, that was NBA. That was NBA on NBC. I remember they had the little jingle. And I used to actually get hyped with that little jingle because when I was a kid, when you heard that, you knew dad was about to be in a good mood, sitting there chilling, watching his basketball. And I would watch it too. You know, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then they had the video game that came out, the NBA Showtime on Dreamcast. I used to fucking love that video game. Uh, what's the, this is the jingle. I'd be like, that shit. Like, I fucking love that shit back in the day, man. It brings my good memories every time I hear it. I know there's the football one too. How does the football one go? It goes like, oh shit. I can't remember like the whatever the Monday night football theme is. Like I used to hear those two things all the time. And he's being like, my dad would get drunk and get super hype and he'd be like running around the house, like scoop slamming my brother and shit, or just like acting like he's gonna tackle it. Like them the good old days, man. Can I hear it one time? Hold on, I'm sorry. Let me I probably shouldn't do this because of copyright, but I wanna hear it just real fast. I'm sorry. Age of Radio, if I fuck up the advertiser for the week, I'm sorry, but I gotta hear it though. Oh, is this it? Hold on. Oh, that's the one that's it right there. Oh, shit, I remember this. Drop the fucking beat. Yeah. Is the NBA on NBC. That's it. That's the one I was looking for. 1993. NBA playoffs. Oh, shit. And that must have been that thing. For, oh, was that was it from 91 to 02? Okay, I was about to say because I remember 93, I was only two years old. So like, I can't be remembering that. But if it was to 02, yeah, definitely. They should still use that. Fuck that, man. Bring that thing back. That thing is hard, man. That was some hype shit. Like, I think basketball when I hear that shit. Going back to playing NBA Jam, NFL Blitz and shit, all the good basketball games. I can't get into 2K, man. 2K is too fucking complicated. It's too... Like, I remember... When, damn, this is telling you how fucking long ago it was since I played one, but 2K13... I had PlayStation 3 and all that. Yeah, I had PS... Uh, what was that shit called? Like, the PlayStation... Now, PS Plus. And it was a free game for that month. And I downloaded it. I was like, why not? You know, I used to love NBA Jam and shit. And I remember the first thing I saw, like, really fucked me up, was I saw the screen came up with the controller and all the buttons. And I was like, my God, every fucking button does something. Like, NBA Jam was shoot, pass, turbo. And still, whatever. Oh, no, one of them. One of them, I think, might even did both. But that's all I needed. Pass the fucking ball, shoot the fucking ball, run faster, and jack the shit. That's all I need. Like, all this other shit, it just, it's too complicated. I can't, I don't want to do it. Just like wrestling games now. I, I mean, I, I think they finally improved it with the last WWE game. And I know the AEW game that's coming out is going to take it back to the old school shit, which hopefully won't suck. Because if that if so, that's going to be the hypest fucking wrestling game. Because I want it to be like No Mercy and shit. Like, those are the fun ones. Even Def Jam Vendetta. Like, take it to Vendetta. I'm fine with that too. You know, I think that was made by the same people. The fucking Aki shit. But yeah, man, when I'm sitting there playing the 
fucking NBA game, and it's like I don't, I can't even figure out how to fucking do a free throw or all this shit. It's like, bro, just, just what, why are we doing so much? Like, I, there need to be two. Like, I know they they like especially like I know with Madden, it's like it's all one fucking game. If you want NFL, you have to buy Madden. But it's like I remember like back in the day when you had two. Like I remember the ESPN. Like I think that was two K actually the original two K maybe. No, the two K was on Dreamcast. That was sports. I mean the sports. That was Sega Sports I think. But I remember they had the ESPN game, and that was more like arcadey style, if I remember right. One of them was more arcadey style. Maybe it was the early Dreamcast 2K games. But I remember you had like Madden, if you wanted the simulation, you had the other ones. Or like Blitz. Now, even if we, like if, if we had Blitz, I would be fine. Like just give me the alternative. I don't want to play this old super realistic bullshit, especially with the wrestling games. Like I'll never forget, I think that was 2K15 with John Cena on the cover. And I'm sitting there, and they got the stamina meter. And I'm sitting there doing slams, and all of a sudden, my nigga's on the ground. He won't get up. And I'm sitting there just mashing, like, get the fuck up. It's like I'm playing a fucking match for a whole minute. My dudes both were just laying there. It's like, get up. It drove me fucking crazy tomorrow. I just stopped buying wrestling games. Like, I bought 2K19 because it was on Super Sale. It was like eight bucks on PSN. And I remember it, it was fine. It still wasn't what I wanted exactly. But I ain't bought one since then. Like, I know they came out with a couple little wrestling games that tried to emulate the style. I know, I forget what it was called now. What the fuck is that called? It's shit, Battleground or some shit. I don't know, something like that. And it was, it sucked. And then they came out with the one that was super glitchy. Now the new one that's out I heard is like getting there. It's still not great, but it's getting there. But I just wish that 2K had something. I know that 2K actually had the, the playgrounds or some shit like that. That was kind of more NBA Jam-ish, but they only did one. I don't know if it didn't sell well or not, but give me that shit. Like, fuck all this extra realistic shit. I'm sorry. I just want a super fucking sports game tangent there, but it just, I don't know. It just made me think about, but. Making moves. <laughs> oh, man, no. Okay, yeah, we're in the hood clothing store because uh, there's a girlie in there. I never got her fucking name. Oh, wait a minute. Did I? I heard her name, but I don't know if I wrote it down. I already, I don't remember now. Nope. All right, well, fuck it. She's in there, and the guy, Juju, is talking to her, and he's like, oh, you should go talk to my mans over there, and uh, he sends her over there. And I told girlie on the phone, I'm like, anytime you see dude rubbing his hands together like that, giving that certain look, ain't nothing good about to happen. That's a devious-ass look. That's like, you know, motherfuckers do like the motherfucking like, I don't know, like tapping the fingers together type thing, looking nefarious. Like you see hood dude sitting there looking like kind of side eye with his hands rubbing like this. Yeah, something foul about to happen. So watch your back when that shit go down. That's A. Oh, her name was M? That's all her name? I wrote M talks to Buck. Was that what they called her was M? Huh, whatever. Yeah, okay. So M goes over there and talks to him. And I guess she's like in the game too because he's like, oh yeah, I'm sure I've been doing this work and all that. He's like, oh yeah, well, you know, we should holler sometime and get your number and all that. So he gets her number and shit. And then uh, um, the, there's a guy named, I think, Lynn? Because the motherfucking subtitles kept calling him Lan, I think. And I'm like, I know his name ain't Lang, so I'm hearing Lynn. But I think he took some money from Buck. I don't know if he, I, I'm just what I'm thinking personally. This is my head canning because I don't know what the fuck was really going on. But I'm thinking that this is the guy that took the fucking money out back of the crib that we saw earlier and now he's trying to hurry up and get out of town and of course the dudes are kind of looking for him and there's a girl that's like next door and they call her and she's like oh he just walked up to the crib right now bring your asses over here so they go over there yoke his ass up throw him in the trunk but i, I i'm glad that this kind of came out later but i'm like yo why the fuck didn't y'all go grab the bags that y'all obviously saw him putting in the trunk that's probably where your money at but they don't do that. They're so concerned with grabbing him. They don't even think about that. So they take him into the trunk. And of course, when they do that, girly goes right to the trunk and grabs the fucking bags. She's the smart one. I get, well, maybe we'll find out later. 
they're interrogating the shit out of dude though, and he ain't telling them shit. But then girl called on the phone. I was like, hey man, you know them bags y'all forgot to get? Yo, it's mad money up in these motherfuckers, bruh. And he's like, oh, where? I think it's Buck. It's like, oh, where? Was that Buck? Shit, I don't remember. Whoever's on the phone, they like, oh yeah. And then they go over there and they just smoke, dude. Cause they're like, oh, that nigga had my money. He been lying. All right, pow, pow. And then they're like, yo, so what's the plan? They're like, yo, go over there, get my money from Girlie and shoot her ass too. And I was like, damn. I was like, shit, they didn't even realize that that money was in there, girl. You should have took that shit in. You should have banged the fuck out. If all they going to do is come kill your ass. They don't sure get killed, but I'm guessing that she got her ass, her fucking wig peeled out here. But she should have banged the fuck out. But I guess, you know, trying to do the right thing and return the money to the rightful owner, that shit didn't work out for you, girl. But it's all right, though. Well, not for you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fuck it. My, um, Okay. This is another scene I'm not entirely sure of, but I don't know if this is the same girl from the hotel. It, I don't know if this is the same girl from the um, clothing store or not. I was Because I, I asked her and she said that she thought it was a different girl. Maybe she just looked different. In my notes, I put, your boy is flirting with a third girl now. And like I said, that first girl from Boost Mobile is completely never coming back, apparently. And he's flirting with her super hard. They end up linking up at the hotel. And uh, I knew what was coming because he's talking like, oh, yeah, I got the champagne. And I got, or whatever it is. And I got some sh- sprinkles. He said something about some sprinkles first. He's like, he has a bag. He's like, yeah, I got some sprinkles. And I was like, what? That's random. And he pulls that shit out and he's like, strawberries. I'm like, oh, okay. And if hugged the girly up, she took umbrage with this scene a little bit because she's like, oh my God, they're not going to wash the strawberries before they eat them. And right when she said that, he put one in his mouth and I just burst the fuck out laughing. I was like, bro, ain't no time. It's got to commit to the fucking. We'll rinse the strawberries off another time. And that's pretty much what happened. Like, girly goes to get in the shower. Dude's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and watch TV. And so he kicks his shoes off. He turns on the TV and then he starts fucking around with the uh, phone, getting the music right and everything. But then I guess she took too long because my man got tired of waiting and so he just said, fuck it. Walked into the bathroom, got in the shower, and commenced to beating that shit up. And I have to say here, maybe, again, maybe this is just something with me again, but I've never been a fan of shower fucking, honestly. Like, it seems like, well, it doesn't seem like I've done it before, but it's just not the most comfortable shit. Trying to, I don't know. Maybe my feet just like too slippery or some shit. But man, trying to hold a girl up or something or like have her bent over and shit. I have a small shower too. Maybe that's maybe that's the key. Maybe I need to get a bigger apartment with a bigger shower in it. But my shower is not very big. And so trying to like bend the girly over, like put the girly legs up or do whatever the fuck you want to do in there. It's just not very comfortable. Even girly, I watch a movie where she see agrees. She's like, yes, it sucks. So I've never been a big fan of it. See, in the movie, they got the shower with like the big sliding glass door. So it's probably a lot bigger. Like maybe that's the key. Maybe I need to try and fucking a bigger shower. But then just like trying to keep your footing with the fucking slipperiness on the floor. Maybe I need to see, okay, man, that's another thing I need. Maybe I need to buy the motherfucking little rug. Not rug. Fuck. Whatever that thing is, the little transparent little suction cup thingy for the ground. Maybe I need that too. I need to get my motherfucking uh, some, some friction under my feet or something to keep from sliding. I'd rather just get your shit cleaned up and then just go fuck you in the bed like or wherever else, out of the shower. I don't give a fuck. You just bend over the sink and I just hit the shit from the back in the bathroom still, but just get the fuck out the shower. I think this is one of the scenes I pointed out because he's like, at one point, he's fucking her, but the angle seemed weird because it, it seems like her ass is kind of up too high. So unless my man got like turbo curved dick or something or he like wants it curving his dick or something, it seemed like she's up too high. But then that could also just be, you know, one of the things about the filmmaking. Because maybe, I mean, girls acting and shit. Maybe she don't really want dude's dick, like, near her pussy. So you got to hold her up a little bit higher. It makes it look awkward. But it's like, at the same time, you don't want to be, you know, sexually assaulting nobody if they don't want that shit near them. 
Or maybe he got pants on under the shorts on under the... I don't fucking know, but it seemed like he was holding her up real fucking high. Reason I was thinking maybe it was because of like the acting thing is because there's another time where I think he's supposed to be eating the pussy out, but his head also seemed too high. Like kind of like he didn't want to be actually on top of the shit or maybe she didn't want him there. So she was like, yeah, get away from my pussy, nigga. I don't know. But it just, it, it seemed like something was off in the sex scenes. And the sex scene goes on for a while. Like he's in the, in the movie, he's fucking the shit out of this girl. And he's like multiple times, like it seemed like my man got two angles that he liked too. He likes having her like up in the air with the legs kind of over the shoulders and hitting that shit like up in the air. And then he like having her like, I think he had her like bent over a couple of times too. It seemed like the, the main angle that you see is her getting held up and shit and maybe that was the best angle for the fuck wise if maybe she didn't want the dick all up in her or something because then you could just like kind of be under her or something i don't know i'm thinking too much i'm thinking of this like from like the filmmaking standpoint apparently but yeah so that shit happens and again that's proved my point like i said you need the strip club scene you need the little drug montages and shootouts and you need some fucking and you pretty much have gotten all three at this point and you'll get them again later on in the movie and after they're done fucking She's like, I got to go out and get some air real quick. And she opens up the window. She stands there for like two seconds. And your man's like, all right, come back. I miss you already. And then she comes back. I was like, what the fuck was the point of that? But uh, <laughs> while they're sitting there, though, and she, her phone rings. And it says, I think it says hubby. And your boy's like, man, who the fuck is that? And uh, I think this motherfucker's name is, Bu- it's either Bugs or, what did I write in my notes? Bugs or somebody. What the fuck did I write his name at? Bud. Okay, I wrote Bud or Bugs. I couldn't hear. And the subtitles kept changing. So I just, I put bugs in my notes so that's who i'm pretty sure that's who popped up on the fucking screen and girlie's like hey man you know now that we got our fuck on let's go out and let's go get into something so they go to a pool hall and get like extended shots of them playing pool for a while but then there's a group of guys there and they see her and they're like hey wait a minute and okay maybe i fucked i don't know if they fucked the lineup or maybe me Aaron, and her both misheard this because we both heard the same thing but one of the dudes says yo that's my wife over there and so me and her both were expecting a big fight scene to happen. They're like, oh, if that's his wife, then yeah, they're going to fight. But then he never gets up. And then the dude is like, oh, man, let me call Bugs. I'm like, wait, why? if that's your wife, why are you just standing there? But then I was thinking, I was like, oh, did he mean to say that's my man's wife over there? Or did we just not hear the man's part? And we just heard my wife? I don't know. But it was it was weird at first because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, why is he just sitting there? But the homie Bugs, I'm pretty sure it's Juju he's talking to. Because I'm pretty sure, it, I think... He says that him and Juju are cousins, I think. That's what happened there. And he's like, hey, man, I want you to kill Bucks. That nigga fucked my wife. And Juju was like, all right, man, just yo, chill back. I can't just go murk that nigga. Just chill out. Let me handle this. And Bucks was like, all right, cool. And then you get the cop that I was telling you about before, Robin, just another random ass dude. I think that's where the line comes in where he says, I'm cops and robbers. It's new age or whatever the fuck he says. That's where that comes from. And then uh, your boy Bucks is talking to his homie, Tommy. I'm pretty sure Tommy's like his right-hand guy. And he's telling me, he's like, yo, man, that nigga Jew been acting funny. So I want you to do, I want you to go over to Bugs and act like, you know, you want to fuck with them now. And then we'll see what happens. If Jew call me, then we going to know something fishy. So he goes, Tommy goes over there to holler at the homie Bugs. And he tells him, he's like, yo, man, I want to fuck with y'all, man. That nigga Bucks ain't been feeding us, man. We hungry out here. And so he's like, all right, I get 50 stacks to kill this motherfucker. And I get 25 right now. So he's like, all right, bet. And I'll go ahead and say, because this is where I think I made a note of it. This movie is an hour and 51 minutes long. And it doesn't really, to me, really get interesting until about 40 fucking minutes. I'm sorry, not 40 minutes, but when there's 40 minutes left. So about an hour and 10 minutes into the movie, shit finally starts to happen. Because for the longest time, it really just felt like random ass shit was happening. 
with like barely any connection to it. At least I couldn't, me and her couldn't catch on. But around this point, it was like, okay, plot is happening. Now it like I started to get pulled in because like I said, the, her doze off counter was at two. But from this point forward, I don't think it happened again because shit is really actually happening now that you can follow. And so now I'm starting to get into the movie a little bit more at this point. But before this, admittedly, I was just so lost because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know who the fuck these people are. And I don't know what anything has to do with anything. But now shit's starting to pick up. And I made a note because um, Juju goes back and tells Buck exactly what happened. And he's like, all right, we're going to get these motherfuckers. I want you to set up a hit. We're going to have them motherfuckers come by the shop. And we're going to dust their ass when they get there. So Tommy and them go by the shop to get ready for all the hitters to come and try and kill Bucks. And I'm putting my notes that you got instant winter. Because the whole time it's been like kind of cool and dry outside. But all of a sudden now there's snow out there everywhere. So you can tell this probably got filmed a little later or something. But you get the shootout though. And I loved it though. Because dudes walk in there. They pull out the toolie like they about to do something. And then they all get chopped up. One dude runs out the back. And the guy gets out the car and starts shooting at him, but it's missing. But then the homie just pops his head out of a fucking dumpster and just starts bucking his ass. I was kind of mad, though, because he was on the ground. He was still alive and he was still moving. And he was reaching for the shoddy. And I'm like, yo, shoot him because he has the shoddy in his hand. And it's pointed at these motherfuckers. But I guess they just get lucky because he's too weak to pop the shit, you know, cock it back. He's trying to, but he can't. But I was like, I wouldn't even let that motherfucker even aim that bitch toward me. But they finally get over there. And they wax his ass. So now he's dead. Oh, that's right. And then one of the motherfuckers had a badge. So he's like, motherfucker, you 5 And he's like, hey, man, tell me who the fuck sent you. And I'm pretty sure he says, Jews, Jews sent us. And he's like, all right. And he smokes that motherfucker. So he's dead. The homie Bucks. At this point, he's going over to go sneak into Juju's house. But girly from the hotel that Bucks was fucking, she already there. And I guess they got some kind of deal or they got some shit they got going on. Because when Bucks gets up in there, he runs up on him. He's like, oh, you fucking with this nigga too? And then they get into like a little scuffle and they end up going, they like end up fighting and end up downstairs. And the homie Juju was on the ground. And I had looked down to take a note. And I, I saw in the corner of my eye, I saw like a muzzle flash or like a flash. I was like, wait, did somebody get shot? And girl, she was like, did he just shoot him and there was no sound effect? And I went back and I'm like, oh shit. Like he shot him, but they, I don't know if they forgot to add the sound effect or if it was like some kind of artistic filmmaking thing. But yeah, he shot him when there was no sound. But you got the flash, though. So I was like, oh, that was kind of a letdown. And I'm like, oh, this is the dude he was trying to fuck. I thought he was going to get like a real good Merc scene. But it's just kind of like a, oh, I can't even do the sound effect. It was just kind of like, imagine a flash. That's how it was. Oh, and I laughed super hard, too, because of the sound editing right here. Um, he kills Juju. And then, he, you know, Girlie is back there. While that was going on, she went and grabbed money, whatever. She didn't show it was in the bag. I don't know if she had to work in the bag or she had some money in the bag. But there was something in the fucking bag. And she was trying to slink out the back. And it was like the the you know, murder music, heavy, intense score, whatever plan. And then he starts talking to her and the music just ends abruptly. It's almost like if I can give like an example, it was something to the effect of like, fuck it, I'll just do this. Let's go. That, where it just ended. All of a sudden, <laughs> I fucking died. I was like, oh shit. I was like, the music dude was like, oh, fuck it. But yeah, um, he tells her, he's like, you know what? Go ahead, you good. I ain't even gonna fuck with you. Go and get up out of here. And then, like a dumbass, she turns, walks away, and he shoots her in the back of the fucking head and drops her ass. And he's like, I ain't wanna have to do that, but hey, can't leave no witnesses. The next scene, I don't know what the fuck this had to do with anything, but I guess it's just showing them helping the community, I guess maybe. But they're at like a little gymnasium, and there's a bunch of kids and people in there having fun doing everything. And I noticed 
that fucking 24 karat magic by Bruno Mars is playing in the background, but they've kind of muffled it, kind of sound edited it <laughs> so that you can't really exactly hear it. But I mean, I know that song very well. I love that album. So it's like, I, I can hear it. I know it's there, but I guess they muffled it to the point where they were able to get it by, which is kind of cool. I was like, I should do that with the podcast, like just muffle shit like that in the background. But I thought that was funny. That's all I got off that scene. I don't know what the fuck else happened. I was too focused on Bruno Mars playing. And I didn't quite understand this either, but the homie Tommy, the one that, you know, like I said, was his right, um, Buck's right hand man, is sitting in his whip. And I'm pretty sure it's like um, Bugs people come up and they just threaten the shit out of him. And they don't do anything. I thought maybe this was going to lead to him getting smoked or something, but they just kind of bang out. And you never see him again in the movie. I'm pretty sure that he just, I guess he left to go do his own thing. I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know. But fuck all that. Because my next note, you don't get, you never get a strip club. You got a strip bus and there's another strip scene now, but it's not in the club. It's a strip gymnasium. I was fucking like, oh shit. It looked like they rented out like a Rexner gym or something. And they got a couple little platforms for a couple of the girls to twerk and check their ass on. But I guess not enough of them because a couple of girls are just sitting on the floor, which a girl that I watched it with took umbrage with. Because like, oh my God, why are they on the dirty ass floor and all that? I'm like, we had two platforms. Flip a coin, draw straws, do something. But some of you motherfuckers going to get it on the floor. Get it, get it on the floor. What? And that's what they were doing. But I fucking loved it though. Just the strip gymnasium, the stripatorium. We need to start doing that more. Fucking day parties at the stripatorium. They probably already do that shit, honestly. I just ain't never been to one, but I thought that was funny though. It's like, hey man, fuck it. Make use of the budget, goddamn it. We ain't got enough money for strip club. We're gonna make this shit work. Get some platforms and get some goddamn LED lights to wrap around the damn border of the ceiling. We're gonna make it work. And goddamn it, they made it work. They made moves. Hey. Corny, I don't give a fuck, though. You still love it. That's why you listen every week, motherfuckers. But yes, pretty much what I get out of this scene is that, um, what's his name? Fuck, fuck. Bucks. He goes up to Pimp. I, again, I don't have a name for him. He's like, hey, man, look, I need you to kill Rel. And then when you do that, it'll help us get the bud. Or, I'm sorry, Buck. Bugs. Bugs. Fuck. I don't remember. They, like I said, the subtitles was fucking me up. Because I wrote bud right there, but I think I said bugs earlier, but... Basically, this dude named Rel, that wear these big goofy ass chains and shit. I couldn't, I, I, I caught this because I was like, okay, I know I ain't tripping. The dude Rel, he wears like these big wooden like necklaces. I forget what it said, but one of them said something. But then when they show him in this scene, he has the big ass wooden necklace again, but it says something different. So I'm like, oh, my man just got a whole stop out of these shits. But basically, Pimp sends two of his girls to go lure him to a motel, the Moji Wozy. And they get him in there. And I didn't expect this to actually turn into a sex scene, but it does. But, you know, they start. And one girly there is like sobbing all on his knob, like corn on the cob. And the other girl's checking in in the bathroom, getting ready to do her job and shit. And so I thought, like I said, I thought she was going to come back out with a chopper and just blah, 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 plow. But no, dude actually does get to bust him a nut before he died. At least I guess they did him a favor on that. I was like, we're going to let you nut before we kill your ass. And then, like I said, girly, he's fucking one. The other girl, he's like doing whatever. And then um, she reaches from under the mattress, in between the mattress and box screen, pulls out a box cutter, which I don't know how the fuck that got there. I don't know if while in the bathroom, the girl that was sucking his dick, maybe while he was leaning back with his eyes closed, she kind of pulled something out and slid it under there for him. I don't know. They didn't show that part. But she reaches under there, goes up behind him, like she kissing on his neck and everything, playing her, like rubbing on his chest, and then she yanks his head back, slits his throat, rails dead as fuck. The homie Gio, if you remember, the guy that has beef with the Haitians, he's at a shoe store. 
And that leads to a shootout because it's him and the pimp and his, the pimp dude and his hoes are hanging out with Gio and they're going back to the block. And some dudes actually saw him outside the store. That's right. And he was like, hey, man, that's that nigga that fucked up my homie or my brother or some shit like that. And then, yeah, another dude was like, yeah, that nigga got me for two stacks the other day. He's like, yeah, we're going to roll on this nigga. And I thought they were going to just drive by his ass right then and there, but they don't do it. So Gio and them get in a pimp and them get back to the block. And okay, okay, now they about to drive by this nigga because there's a couple people they're talking to and they're like, okay, you got to have the obligatory crossfire, right? No. These motherfuckers jump out of the car, broad daylight, in front of them, don't even come up really from the back or nothing. And of course, I'm pretty sure that they, I don't, I don't know what happened. I thought the pimp got shot. I thought the pimp was dead. But Gio was hiding behind a tree and he's getting his shootout on. I think the girls actually jumped on top of the pimp and covered him and that's how he didn't die. And I'm pretty sure Gio killed the three dudes because I don't, I don't remember if you ever saw him got shot or nothing. I don't remember. I don't, they don't, I don't think they come back. So they had to be dead. But I, it was weird. I don't know what the fuck exactly happened in that scene. But I just know that while all that was going on, there was another dude that was talking to some guy. I, for, I don't know about what. All I remember is that that motherfucker kept saying two weeks. It's like, how long is it going to take? It's going to take two weeks, homie. And he kept saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. He's like, yeah, two weeks, homie. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, how long? Two weeks, homie. He just kept saying that. It's like, motherfucker, two weeks. Get it in your head. We're going to hammer that shit home. Two weeks. God damn, it's like total recall on this bitch. Two weeks. And then my next note was, hey, everybody was fine. Nobody died. Except for the, the Haitians, I guess they were. I don't fucking know. So we finally going to get to the end of the movie because your boy Bucks is like, all right, it's time to just kill everybody. Cause this is the end of the movie. I don't even think I don't remember even seeing bugs in this scene. So I don't know who is I don't know who died in this scene, honestly. Only thing I got really out of this shootout is that right before everybody starts shooting, you hear, yo, so what's up now, partner? And I was like, hold on. I know that line. That granted, that is a generic line, but I was like, that's that's taken from Menace to Society. I that voice sounded way too similar to Homie and Menace of Society because that's what happened. That's what your man says right before they about to drive by Kane and him at the end of the movie. Spoilers, I guess, even though we reviewed that movie on here already, so you should know about it. Right before he when he, when he puts the Uzi out the window and the screen fades to black and while it's black, you just hear, so what's up now, partner? And everybody like that's what you know, what Sharif gets shot and everything. Like, I'm pretty sure they took that line straight out of that movie because it sounded exactly the same. I'm hopefully I ain't blowing any spot up out here, but I hey, I, I know what you did. I heard that. I mean, this is one of my favorite movies. I, I, I know that movie. I know y'all. I know what you did. But it's fine. I ain't going to tell nobody else. So I know you know Friday references because you had these L in this movie, see? <laughs> but yeah, everybody gets shot. And then there's one guy. He doesn't die immediately. He's like kind of crawling. I don't know who this guy was. Fuck. I don't know. But he's crawling. And he gets out halfway out the garage door. And there's an old woman that just happens to be riding by. Calls the police. And she's like, oh, it's a shootout. You know, come help. Whatever. And then she goes over to do, and she's like, you know, she's laying there, you know, holding on to him. He's like, I'm gonna pray for you. And she starts praying, but he ends up dying. And then uh, the cop, the bad cop that's been robbing everybody, he comes up to the scene and he's going through there and he comes back out. And he's like, man, why the fuck am I here? And he starts patting the motherfucking dead body down. And the old woman's like, yo, what the fuck you doing, bro? He's like, oh, you know, I'm trying to look for information about who he is. She's like, nah, man, you trying to see if he got drugs on me. He's like, man, get your old ass the fuck out of here, bitch. And she's like, yeah, yeah, what the fuck you motherfucker? He's like, yeah, don't let me see you out on the street. And he's like, whatever. And then uh, you get a news report over shots of the city talking about what happened. And then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 hold on. I was like, what? W what happened to Bugs? I, I, I don't remember seeing him in that shootout. Is he dead? Like, did, where's Bucks? What happened? I don't, I don't know what the fuck happened. It just ended. Like, they, almost like they just ran out of film or something. It's like, we're done now. Fuck it. And I was like, oh. I, I, that's cool. 
Well, that that was making moves. <laughs> so, yeah, your guess is as good as mine, player. Like, hold on, you know, here I'll play it. I'll fucking play it. So you can you can see the abruptness and know that I'm not tripping. All right, here we go. Yeah, play movie, play movie. There you go. All right, we're gonna go to the end. Now. Well, I went right to the sex scene. Hey, my phone know me. All right. Okay, okay, we getting we getting close. We getting close. Okay, it's an old woman running up. Oh my God, he hit shot. Oh Lord, have mercy. What happened up in there, baby? What happened? Oh, Let me pray for you. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay, so she's praying for him. Let me skip ahead just a little bit, though. Fuck am I doing here? There you go. What are you doing? No, what are you doing? Why is you, you checking on him? You know who he is, Jet. I'm trying to find somebody you to call this shit. You ain't trying to call shit in. You're trying to see if this child got some drugs hey, on look. You're looking for drugs. That's what you're looking for. Look at you. Take your old ass home. It ain't no more drugs. They gonna ram with the drugs. <laughs> what you gonna do, shoot me? My man, the cop has cocaine all on his face, too, all over his nose, like blatantly cocaine. see you out in these streets. You ain't gonna do shit. You ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> Just walking around with his face all coked out. This is Keishari Morrison with local news TV6 at the scene of a shooting. That's credits just started. Side of Grand Rapids, where four people were gunned down and one has been rushed to St. Mary's Medical Center with life-threatening wounds. There are no specific details or witnesses as of now, for the police are still investigating what happened here. That's it. That was like he went straight from the shootout to that and then straight into the credits, like. I don't know if that's like leaving it open for a sequel, maybe? Maybe is that sequel bait? I don't know. And I I did I did the Marvel thing. I waited till I, well, I didn't wait. I skipped ahead to see if there's anything after the credits. I didn't see anything. So I guess they were just like, yeah, we're done now. Fuck it. It's raps. Everybody they died. No, even though I didn't actually hear that part where they said one got taken to the hospital. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's sequel bait, because one didn't die. Maybe that was Bugs that didn't die. I don't fucking remember seeing him in the scene, but maybe that was him. Maybe he didn't die. I don't know. Fuck it. That was making moves though. Maybe, like last time I did a Maverick movie, I did Blockburner, and then um, I was confused about that ending, and that director actually reached out to me and was like, it was cool. He was like, yo, man, I heard your episode, man, this shit was funny, and uh, you know, I just want to tell you about the and he broke down what happened at the end. I was like, oh, that's what's up, okay. So it's like, maybe, I don't know, maybe Nori Boswell will hit me. I'm sorry, hopefully I'm not saying that name wrong, but hopefully maybe I can hear something from him too, and like, I don't know, I was like, what the, f is there a sequel coming? Is there a Making Moves 2 in development? We're going to find out one day. I forgot to change the fucking promo. God damn it. Well, fuck it. You're going to hear Steven Izzy again. So I'm pretty sure that's who the promo is. So we're going to play promo. We're going to play advertisements. And then I will be right the fuck back. It's time. Let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love your movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes and gratuitous boobies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. At eilfm.podbean.com. All right, so making moves. I'll, I'll tell you her score first because she gave it a two out of ten. She wasn't very much a fan of it, but I think I liked it more than two out of ten because, like I said, once it finally starts to pick up 
in the last 40 minutes. I was into it. I just needed that plot, man. Like, one thing about this podcast is show me, I need plot. I need something to keep me going. Like, random hood shit is fine. I can go outside and see random hood shit. But it's like, I need a little bit of a plot. And once I started getting a little bit of a plot, the score went up. Because it might have been closer to hers before the last 40 minutes. I was going to give it a 5 out of 10. Because I'm like, it's, it's fine. Like, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It had moments in it that were fun. Like, I did laugh probably unintentionally a few times. But I did burst out laughing multiple times in the movie. It just, it starts out, it's so fucking slow. It starts out, like, honestly, an hour and 51 minutes. If this movie had been an hour and 31, you could easily cut out 20 minutes of this movie. And it would have been so much better. This is definitely one of them times where, like, if they really had three directors on it, it should have had three editors because it need to be somebody to edit it. The 151 is somebody to come in and be like, all right, we need to chop this shit the fuck down. Because there's no reason that this should be almost two hours long with this plot it has. That's what Gurley was saying. She's like, it's almost like it has 40 minutes of plot and they stretch this bitch almost two hours. Because I told her, usually they, they try to pad the movie out when it's like 120. Like, okay, we want to hit 90 minutes. But it's like, motherfucker, we at 151. You're like, you could have cut a little bit more of this out. Like it, And I'm not saying that just because like, I don't mind longer movies, honestly. But you got to have a lot to, you know, you got to have something there to make it that long. Like there's multiple times where it's just like scenes will just go on. And they have no real purpose, seemingly. Like, you got a lot of... Like, she was even saying, she was like, there seems, that, there seems like there are scenes that play out just so that they can have whoever's music playing just in the movie. It's like, all right, you know, we told you we'll put the music in, so we'll play, like, two-thirds of the song, even though there's nothing really going on with the scene. We just want people to music. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But easily could have chopped 20 minutes out of this, and it would have been way better. But as it stands, it wasn't bad. Like I said, people you know, will accuse me, oh, man, you just being nice to it because it's a black movie. Maybe. I don't know. I have an affinity for it. That's why I watch it. That's why I'm cool with Mary. That's why I watch these movies. Because like, hey, I just want to watch some fucking black movies, man. You know, you really don't get a lot of them in the theater no more other than Tyler Perry joints and nothing against Tyler Perry. I told you before, I respect the man hustle, but his movies just ain't what I'm trying to watch most times. And even though a lot of people, oh, man, what the movies do, what you want? You just watching the drug and the crime and the game. Well, you know what? Fuck it. That's what entertains me. All right. So that's what I'm going to watch. And you don't really get those. You don't get deep cover. You don't get Miss Society. You don't get Boys in the Hood. You don't get South Central. You don't get fucking Dolomite or Shaft or Superfly. You don't get any of them things in the theater no more. Well, you got a Superfly remake. You got a Shaft remake. But then nobody went to go see them. I saw them, but nobody else did. And a Proud Mary I even went to go see too. So they tried and nobody went to go see it. So now we're fucked. Thanks, everybody. But... <laughs> But, I mean, nobody goes to the theater anymore anyway, so I guess it don't matter. They can still make them. But that's why I fuck with Mavericks so much, because they keep the motherfucking black movies out there. And they may not be everybody's cup of tea, but, hey, I still appreciate what they do. So much love to Maverick movies. And like I said, Making Moves is on Tubi, if you want to check it out. It's not bad, man. It's just, just give it a minute, and it'll pick up, and shit will start happening. Trap Life is still undefeated. Trap Life, I think, is still my favorite Maverick movie. With, like, Snitch in New York being a close second, because Snitch in New York is just so fucking goofy that I love it. But that Trap Life is still, we haven't done Trap Life actually on the podcast. I did a written review for it on the on the Twitter page and everything. I got to have PJ here for that one, though. I cannot do that one without PJ. Trap Life is a hustle movie for real, for real, with me and PJ. But making moves, it was all right. It's cool. I appreciated some of the stuff in there. So that being said, we got segments on this show. Black movies, black podcaster, going to give you some black history as well, goddammit. Because I got these Black History flashcards from the Urban Intellectuals. Oh, is this the last one? Uh, oh, no, I see. No, we actually got a few more. Damn, so sometime in the next couple weeks. Yeah, only got two more after this week. So I got to, shit, man, I got to get the next batch. But um, this week, from the Urban Intellectuals, we have, oh, man, I'm about to fuck this name up. I know who this is. I'm not, I hope I don't fuck his name up. I know, I, the last name, is, I've never actually knew his first name. But I knew the last name was Jean Michael Michael Basquiat. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> if I, I'm going to hit the button on myself since I do it to PJ. Wrong! I don't know if I'm wrong, but I just feel like I'm wrong. But Basquiat, born December 22nd, 1960 and passed away August 12th, 1988. He was a self-taught artist and painter. He first began to receive attention as an artist under the name Samo for his graffiti in New York City. I wonder if that's like Ramo from Beach Street. Maybe that's what they were riffing off of. Maybe. I don't know. But um, his work often showed a fusion of words, symbols, stick figures, and animals. After a few years of struggling, Basquiat started to sell his paintings for $50,000. Good ash. After his death, one of his paintings sold for $110.5 million, which is the highest price work by an American artist, and he's black. It always sucks with artists that, you know, they don't get respected until after they die. I never really understood that. It sucks that it's like that. You think you want to get up on the shit while they're alive, but I guess so while they're alive, they can make more. But if they're dead and it's like, oh, this is it. This is all they have. So now it's going to be worth more money. It's weird how that shit works. Um, he became the youngest artist ever to showcase about 60 pieces of his work at the Kessner Gesellschaft Gallery in Hanover, Germany. Again, I'm probably... <laughs> Before his death, he collaborated with artist Andy Warhol, which ended up with a combination of their work in versions of cartoon characters and corporate logos. That's Basquiat's Black History for that ass. Again, I hope I'm saying that shit right. I was familiar with the homie, but I never, I'm not, I mean, I'm not big into art like that. I should be probably because, you know, I love like all the other shit, but. I'm I'm about to do some research into him. I'm, I'm, it's a name I'm familiar with, but I'm not really. I can't. I, I can never like, see some of his and be like, oh, that's a boss guy. Like I can never. Do, I'm not. I can't do that really any artist, honestly. But so fuck it. Go check out his work. Look into him. I sure. I will. Shit. Now as I want to learn a little bit more. Now as I didn't know any of that stuff about. Him. I didn't know he sold like had the highest selling painter and like that. It's crazy. And you don't hear about him as much as you should. You hear about all these Picasso and all that other type of shit, but you don't hear about him as much. I wonder why. But you gonna hear about him here on the Home Video Hustle because that's what we do. Goddamn. I will tell you, you know, since it's been a little bit since I talked to y'all, I remember I told y'all I got a new job and I was going to do like cabling and all that shit. Yeah, I found another new job. So I'm going to be done doing that next Wednesday. <laughs> oh, no. As you hear this, it'll be. No, it'll be this coming Wednesday. Actually, as you hear this, I forgot because I'm kind of ahead of the game a little bit. As I record this, Universal Soldier hasn't even come out yet. As I record this, Universal Soldier hasn't even been edited yet. That's I'm recording this on a Sunday. It's actually uh, July 3rd when I record this, so I'm ahead of the game like a motherfucker right now. I like being ahead of an episode. That's why I went ahead and just recorded something even on by myself. Since I know y'all don't mind that, I'm going to go ahead and do that more often now whenever I got to. Hopefully, I won't have to do it a lot. Hopefully, PJ will be able to get back over here soon, but we'll talk about shit together if we got to. But yeah, got another job, man. I'm going to be working as a uh, server technician at this little electronics company. Way more in my wheelhouse because y'all know I'm going to school for IT and everything, so hopefully... This will be the final stop for a little while, unless I find something bigger and better or deafer like LL Cool J, motherfucker. And I'm in the process, too, of working on an uh, HVH radio, another HVH radio episode. Uh, my classes start again this week, and I got to edit the podcast. But depending on how soon I get all that finished, I might sit down and write another playlist and try to have another episode out by the weekend. Or actually, like I said, this is coming out. It might be out already. Who the fuck knows? But I'm going to try and get one out for y'all, though. Because y'all know I love doing HVH Radio. And I got it on more places now. I got that shit on Amazon. And I think on Google Podcasts, maybe I think I got it on there now, too. So it's in more places now than just Spotify. I know some people got beef with Spotify. Now you got it on Amazon. Can't get it on Apple, though. Apple's not fucking with me because of the music and everything. But it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, not Apple, um, Amazon Podcasts, and Google Podcasts right now. So you got options. Please go check it out. It's like six episodes out right now. But on that note, I guess I don't have a whole lot more to say. So I guess I'll just tell you a little info. 
if you listen to this and want to hear more of this shit, head on over to Twitter at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase I cast, HVH podcast on Twitter, main show page. Paulie PJ's on Twitter too, but he's not on there very often. So you can try, but I don't know if you get no response. You can find us on Facebook also at Home Video Hustle. We're on Instagram at Home Video Hustle Podcast. And on YouTube at Home Video Hustle, where you can get videos every Wednesday, usually. Trying, I got to get better about these videos. I, like, I got to make one for this one now, too. I actually got my hair cut, so I'm actually looking kind of nice right now. So I should do a video soon while I'm looking kind of fly. I got to think of an idea, though, for a video. So you'll see it on YouTube. Subscribe. Like the video, smash that like button, all that good shit that they like telling you to do. All that, you know, I mean, you ain't got to smash it. I mean, you just click the shit, you know, or tap it with your phone. You ain't got to smash it. I mean, shit, man, ain't that serious out here, you know. But YouTube, patreon.com slash home video hustle. If you want to help support the show with your monies and you can get bonus episodes and the full video recordings of the podcast and make us watch movies, we got to get back. I want to get back to the damn Patreon picks, but I got to wait for PJ to get here. So I haven't forgotten about y'all. I'm just I know y'all sent those episodes to our movies to us. We're wanting to hear both of us. So I'm trying to make sure it's both of us. So whenever he gets to get back over here, I'm gonna get him on Patreon episodes again. After this one, there's one we gotta do that's not Patreon. It should be, but y'all didn't give it to us. But we're gonna get to that, and then after that, it's Patreon until the holiday hustle, Halloween and Christmas, all that shit. Which I'm hopefully he gets back here before that, so we can do quite a few of them. But we'll see what happens. Speaking of which. If you want to hear PJ, he has music on SoundCloud over at 614P underscore music. And as you heard in the beginning and in the intro and as you'll hear in the outro, the homie Trade Voorhees at Trade Voorhees. That's where the music comes from. So follow Trade Voorhees and his music is on Amazon. It's on YouTube music. It's on Spotify. You can buy it from TradeVoorhees.com. Support the homie Trade Voorhees out in Las Vegas. He supports us and we love him. So please go check out his music as you check out our podcast. And on that note, I think I have nothing else to tell you right now. So I'm just going to let you know that I'm Brent's. Got to do it. What? 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 Yeah, timing, motherfucker. Have a good rest of your Friday. Have a good rest of whatever the fuck day you listen to this on. As I said, Making Moves is on Tubi. It's on probably the Maverick Black Movies app. I didn't look at it. I forgot. I always forget the that book. I need to stop... I need to use their app when I watch these movies and not Tubi, but I keep forgetting. It is on my... I have it downloaded, damn it. I may have to use that next time. But check out Maverick, though. Maverick the homies, man. They cool. They send us movies before. They've chopped it up with us. They like our videos and everything. They super cool, so I try to support them when I can. I've bought some Maverick movies, too. Like I have a bunch of them over here. So, yeah, check them out. Making moves on Tubi. Hour 51 minutes. Let me... If you watch it, let me know what you think. You know, shit. I'm going to probably leave a, a letterbox review too so they, they can have some reviews popping get that first star rating on there and until next time i don't know if pj will be here if not i'll always be here can't get rid of me baby peace